All right. Hey, everyone. We are midway through our first week of the 30-day reset. And I want to review a few of the concepts that we've gone over and just kind of summarize them for you, because I know it can be, um, there, there are lots of videos to go and watch. So I just wanted to um, make this video just to maybe if, if you've missed any, this would be the video that you definitely want to watch just to make sure, okay, am I following all the, the steps that have been suggested for me for the 30 day reset? So the first one is make sure that you're getting your starting data. So I suggested either, whether you're taking your measurements, uh, whether you're taking your weight, whether you are looking at a, um, you know, a certain, like a, a set of clothing that you want to wear to kind of measure where you're at at the end of the 30 days. So get your starting data, really, really important. And I want to suggest that you also um, have a look at the end of each week and just keep track of that data. Again, we're not making it mean anything if we're not getting the exact results that we want. So if we're not losing the weight or whatnot, we're really looking at more like, are we taking the actions that uh, we said we would in order to get there? But we are using that data just to guide us as well. So we're really, and I love calling it data. It's so scientific. It takes all the drama out of, I'll never be able to do this or, um, this is impossible. It's too hard. Uh, you know, all those negative pieces that really our brain loves to throw at us when we start something new. So again, we're looking at this from a scientific standpoint. Where am I at now? I'm not going to make it mean anything about myself. Um, this is where I'm at. I love my body now. And I have a goal to, um, you know, to be healthier, hopefully at the end of this. So that's how you're looking at your data. Okay. Number two, use your personalized nutrition report that you have been emailed. And if you haven't yet, then just make sure that you do reach out to me. Um, activatecoaching uh, at gmail.com, theactivatecoaching at gmail.com. And then I will make sure that I get that to you. All right. But you should have it by now and use it as a guide. And you'll notice that I underlined guide on here because you want to make sure that you don't feel ever constricted. Like if you're feeling um, as though, okay, this seems like it's uh, too many carbs for me or too much protein, you can always, there's, and there is in the nutrition guide, it's so comprehensive, just says like, hey, if you're feeling like this, add another cup full or, you know, cup full in your hand, or if you're feeling this way, take away. So again, it is about, um, and now I'm going to go straight to number three, it's about tracking how you're feeling as well. So if you've planned ahead, you have your nutrition uh, protocol set for you based on on the suggestions in your nutrition plan, you've created now your protocol, the things that you're going to eat, you've planned this in advance, and you're tracking everything you're eating as well. So whether that's just a check mark beside your list of things, however, that looks like to you. Um, if you're tracking everything, and you've gone specifically with what you set ahead for yourself for the um, for your plan, and you feel as though you're not getting the results you want, that's when you change your protocol. You can't really change your protocol necessarily if you're not following it. So it's easy to say, 
oh, this protocol isn't working. But meanwhile, you didn't track, you know, um, the four or five times in the week that you went off of it, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, There will be those bumps in the road too. But you want to just make sure that you are planning ahead and tracking everything that you do eat on and off the protocol, because then you can really get a good sense of, um, is what I'm choosing to eat working for my goals or not? Okay. So planning ahead, also make sure that you're planning an exception meal. Okay. You want to make sure like, for example, if you have, uh, like a Thanksgiving dinner coming up, um, that you're planning for that as well. Will I have some dessert or not? It's not typically on my protocol. Is that something that I'm going to allow myself or not? And that's completely up to you, right? Um, Am I going to allow myself to have uh, one Starbucks a week? Am I going to allow myself to have one meal out at my favorite restaurant on Fridays? And what does that look like? Will I allow myself to have two glasses of alcohol that I wouldn't normally have on my protocol? Okay. Remember, your protocol is supposed to be a way of how you'll eat going forward. It's not just for this 30 days. So we want to make it sustainable as well. And when you can do an exception meal, it helps you function better in our world as well. Right. And and you don't feel like there's a resistance always. It's like, no, I am doing that and I'm planning for it. And something that again is planned for. Okay. So don't forget about your exception meal. Okay. Um, next one is, um, anticipating obstacles. So again, if you know that um, there will be um, perhaps some treats in your staff room, um, what are you going to do about that? Are you going to just allow the urge to be there? Hopefully. Um, Is that something that's really challenging for you? Uh, You know, it's you have to anticipate what it is. So if that's the obstacle, try and solve for the obstacle. Okay. Does that mean that you are not in the staff room? Does that mean that you, um, you, you have your own exception meal on that day to kind of help you work through it? Does that mean that you're busy? Like, what does it look like for you? And only you can answer that because you know what your obstacle is. So for example, if, uh, on my protocol, there is no alcohol and I know that I'm going to a party that's going to have alcohol there. Um, and sometimes that can be like something that's very tempting for me. Maybe I'll have my own like wine glass with my own uh, drink of like sparkling water in it. I don't know that like that would be something that I would maybe do. Right. But you have to do what works for you. We often tend to like ask others, hey, what works for you? And that's okay, but you have so much going on up here that you don't even access. So make sure that you ask yourself and like just give yourself some permission to think. We sometimes think like if I don't have the answer right away, I should, you know, automatically ask someone else. No, you do have wisdom that you're not even accessing. So ask yourself, if this is going to be an obstacle for me, how can I solve for it? Which brings us to the last one, which is allowing urges. So we will get urges, you know, especially in the beginning, if we're cutting certain foods out of our protocol and there's nothing wrong with that. 
And the difference between resisting an urge and allowing one is resistance is like you're pulling a rubber band and it's resisting, 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 and it will snap, right? Because there's only so much of that that you can build up and you feel anxious when you're resisting something. And I don't know if you've ever heard the saying, but what you resist persists. It's the same thing here. So if you're resisting going into the staff room constantly, you know that it's going to be calling to you. Uh, it'll like it's it's this avoidance, this resistance piece that it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable for our brain, and so and it might be in the beginning, but not long term. So allowing urges is really the magic that happens. When you can be in the same room and observe, you know, your body and name it and say, this is an urge for sugar. This is an urge and literally sit with it for five minutes. The worst thing that can happen is just a feeling like, yeah, your mouth might start to water. You might feel uncomfortable and that's okay. It's just a feeling of discomfort and it will pass. Allow it, allow yourself to sit with it one, two, five, or 10 minutes until it passes. And the more of those urges that you just allow to be present, the better you'll get at having them and just being present with them and the less that they're actually going to come up. So that's the beauty with processing your urges. I hope that this has helped. Again, just a review of our first week and um, if you have any questions, reach out, please. I would love to help you out or guide you. But don't forget to access your own wisdom, too. We just sometimes forget that we know so much more than we give ourselves credit for. So ask yourself questions and give yourself some time to answer them. Have an intentional rest of your week, my friends. We'll talk to you soon.